Paula, do you notice anything different about me? What, you wear a hat now? I wear hats sometimes. <laughs> We've had a whole episode about this. It's also cold. It's like negative 15 <laughs> outside today. Uh, you're sitting kind of different in the chair. No, it's I have a uh, I have a GPS watch now because oh, for all the times you get lost. <laughs> yes, for all the so that it can tell me where I am okay. at any given time. No, I went through a whole thing where I was like, should I get an Apple Watch? Mm-hmm. Should I get just a Fitbit? Should I get a GPS watch? I'm trying out the GPS watch. I have a, a Garmin. This sounds so bougie. What does a GPS watch do? What is it? A compass? It's for running to oh, like, okay. and where it'll like buzz and be like, you're not on pace and it's like more accurate than an apple watch for running and distance so that's a soccer dad move yeah it yeah is. and josh i i famously have said uh there were kind of two paths for you to go in life okay so you only either, two there were only two there were only two ways this was gonna go for josh linden you were either gonna become full-on soccer dad uh-huh. or you were gonna go full-on yacht rock you know white pants hawaiian shirts every day and you made a choice and okay. i'm not saying if it was a good or a bad one okay. but you made a choice. Both were, you know, equally fine. I uh, would say that maybe could I could I suggest perhaps mm-hmm. that I am soccer dad in the streets <laughs> and yacht rock dad on the inside. Uh, I think you can think you are. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know that stupid Instagram filter where it was like, "What age are you?" Which is like not based on anything. It's just a random number. It was like, "You're 40," and I was like. I'm not, but that does feel right. That feels right. <laughs> it feels like if right. if you showed up and you were like, oh, I have to grab something for my car. And I was like, your car? And we walked outside and you just had like a minivan. And you were like, it's convenient because you can haul people and objects. I'd be like, all right. My senior year of college, I my parents had no use for their minivan. So I drove around a minivan in college which uh, with a bench seat. That makes sense. That makes sense. Well, you can roast me now. What were my two paths? And be careful this feels like a trap. I, it is a trap. Yeah. So be careful. Um, we have a whole pod to record after this. Uh-huh, <laughs> uh-huh. One path is the owner of several successful franchised diners. <laughs> <laughs> like you, you own several like IHOPs. And we're talking like how I dress. <laughs> Because I would love to dive in <laughs> to like how that person dresses. How does the owner of a IHOP franchise dress? Well, because you're taking in the money. <laughs> but a lot has to go back into my business. Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> People think I'm more well off than I am. It's not not cheap to to run the Midwest's largest, second largest chain of IHOP. It's not the regional house of pancakes. It's the international <laughs> house of pancakes. Kind of the UN of pancakes. <laughs> yeah. All the res- pa- all pancake and breakfast resolutions have to pass the international house of pancakes. <laughs> you know, it really is. It's a legislative is, body. It really is BS. And I've only been to IHOP once in my whole life. Okay. But it seems like on the menu, there should be little flags of different countries. Oh. And you can be like, I would like the Guam pancakes, please. So it's like Epcot for pancakes. Yes. This is an amazing business <laughs> TM, idea. TM, TM, TM. So my Flash chain. forward six years not, from now, Paula is running. It's not IHOP. It's like the International House of Pancakes. Like it's like similar. It's like how um, it, uh, Ice Ice Baby isn't. Uh, under pressure because they changed two notes. (laughs) It's technically parody law. It's totally legal. And what is my other path of dressing? Welcome to Being Earnest, (laughs) a very sincere podcast. I'm Josh. I'm Paula. And we're here to talk about the sincere and honest topics of the day. I really can't get over this international. (laughs) It's not house. What would be the other word for it? Congress. The International (laughs) Congress of (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you order the French ones and it comes with a little beret on them. (laughs) Your pancakes are made of crepes. This is an amazing idea. The pancakes are just crepes. It's just pancakes from all different. (laughs) It's the tour de pancake. Yes. (gasps) Think of the flights you could get. Yeah. This is our travel show. Oh, just we just pancakes around the world. Now, famously, I desperately want a show on the Travel Channel. I've said famously twice. I think I'm annoying. 
I desperately want Josh. Depends on how many people give us reviews. (laughs) (laughs) I desperately want to show on the travel channel. Mm -hmm. Don't you think it'd be so fun? It would be so fun. To get paid to go places? Yeah. <laughs> I say it like, hey, Josh, wouldn't it be cool to win the lotto and just yeah. hang out <laughs> as if I'm the first person to think of it? Yeah. You know what would be really great? <laughs> Having a lot of money. <laughs> I feel Do you like- ever think you just want to give it all up and hang out on your own private island? Because I think about it. <laughs> you, know, you know what I've been thinking about recently is what if I just found a basic need in our economy and- made a multi-billion dollar corporation <laughs> that's important to everyone's daily being. And no matter what I did, even if it was heinous, everyone would still use it. Kind of like an Amazon. <laughs> I'm not like other girls. <laughs> Paula, what's our topic this week? I don't know. <laughs> Josh, our topic this week is sweet and salty. Not sweet and salty. Sweet and salty. Sweet and salty. Let's define sweet and salty. It's that thing (laughs) where something's both sweet, but then also kind of salty. I love when we use definitions that use the words (laughs) within them. Imagine if that's how spelling bees went. Yeah, right. Can you um, define the word geography? Can you use it in a sentence? Yeah, actually using a sentence is literally how you do it. I'm an idiot. (laughs) So the essence of sweet and salty is bringing opposites together, right? Mm-hmm. It's opposites attract. It's two things that you never thought would go together, going together and being better than the sum of its parts. And it's not, but I, I don't want to argue with you because we're very earnest, but it's not things you would never bring together. It's things that are like, yeah, I, I guess. <laughs> I guess, yeah, dude. Two different things. Yeah. Two different it's things. It's not like, because like complete opposites, like things you would never think to bring together would be like, I don't know, like blanket and trash can. And you're like, yeah, I wouldn't think of those together. But like <laughs> the sweet and salty are both flavor profiles. Right. It's still like, yeah, sure, <laughs> sure. All right. So then different things. Two different things that would live in the same encyclopedia entry. Yeah. It, within the taxonomy <laughs> of stuff. <laughs> they're both within the edible section of it let us write the dictionary (laughs) come on but it's that that whole idea of like this is a good thing Mm -hmm. over here and then over here separately this is a good thing but together it's a great thing kind of like being earnest oh the word being in the word earnest or us but that's fine oh yeah (laughs) uh what would your like what let's talk purely on food let's not dive in too far what is your Favorite sweet and salty combination? Um, so I am the only person in my immediate family who likes peanut butter. Mm. Oh. So there's also like a kind of like contrarian angle to it. So I really like peanut butter with like savory stuff or sweeter. I'm doing like savory and, and salty, aren't That's I? That's okay. You're allowed to do that. Yeah, but like. It's our podcast. Or like sweet and salty. Who the hell's going to stop us? It's our podcast. Let me Let me start that again. I'm the only person who likes peanut butter in my family. Mm-hmm. And so it's kind of like a fun little secret just for me that when I combine peanut butter as the salty part and then with other sweet things. Um, so like I love like peanut butter banana sandwich kind of thing. I love a Reese's cup. And that feels oh like my a God. secret to you? I, maybe secret's not the right word, but it's my thing. <laughs> you you know what I mean? Me, me, my me. mom likes Reese's cups, but um, but yes, I... Like a like a that's like the peak sweet and salty to me. Mm-hmm. Like a candy where you've got that like nuttiness mm-hmm. and then the sweet chocolate and things like that. Also, growing up, I only recently have called it Reese's because it is Reese owns those. And that makes sense that it's Reese's pieces, that it would rhyme that way. Reese's pieces. I say Reese's pieces. <laughs> it's always been Reese's and Reese's pieces in my head. Oh. And what I said, and I've actively had to train myself otherwise Mm. what's yours paula i think mine is you know when you go to a movie theater and you get like really really salty popcorn and then you dump in as many uh m&ms as that can Mm. hold or reese's reese's pieces yeah which i would argue peanut butter is sweet but we're not going to dive into that right now uh into into popcorn it depends how close to the peanut it is right because a creamy peanut butter is basically it's less salty than it is sweet but a chunky peanut butter. Josh, what you don't know could fill a book. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I totally agree. The like 
dumping candy into popcorn. Oh, yeah. What a move. Oh, and it yeah. It's just a little melty. Yeah. And I it, want my hands to be covered. And I want to wipe it on the seat for the next person. <laughs> <laughs> You're a monster. Oh, my God. I'm just kidding. But I did do that recently when I saw cats. Oh, yeah. Do you want to do you want to talk about cats? I could talk about cats for a long time. I uh, I I have a lot of thoughts about cats. You have a blog post about it. <laughs> I do. <laughs> Cuz I can't just enjoy something anymore. I have to be like how do I turn this into content? <laughs> and that's a problem with me and society. And that's being earnest. That's that's me being very earnest. <laughs> so I think the place where there's So I think there's two places where sweet and salty become like a major crossroads for what you are going to choose. Yes. The first is like snacking slash dessert. Mm-hmm. And the second is brunch. 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 It really feels like there's like a, there's a fork in the road. Just like both mm-hmm. of us have taken one path out of two that were in our destiny. Every time you go to brunch, you got to choose like sweet and salty or sweet and savory. Right. It's one or the other. And you can't do both without feeling sick to the tummy. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think that's why you have to pick your brunch partner correctly. Oh, wow. Oh, I didn't even. Paula, you're playing chess and I'm just playing checkers. (laughs) I'm only thinking about myself that I have to go in and like my I, I don't know how you feel when I go into a brunch. I'm like, I'm a savory brunch person. I go in. I want that. I might try to like cajole the group into getting a sweet thing that we can share so they can have that little bit of sweet tooth, but I'm really going to do savory. You're taking it up a level that yes. you're not even inviting I'm thinking three people. moves ahead. Yeah. yeah. You're not even inviting the people who don't have the same proclivities as you. No, you, you want to go with somebody who has similar taste in food as you and similar dietary restrictions. That's a big one. Yep. That's a big, one. or like, okay. Example. I don't like bacon. Sure. I don't like it. Sure. I know, so sue me. But I don't want to go with somebody who is like, I only- Bacon good. Yeah. Or you, you just want to go with somebody who you can plant. And if there's a group, you just have to have one buddy. Our friend Deirdre is my my buddy in this. Got it. Where it's like, well, one of us will get a savory and one of us will get a sweet. And then we split them. Oh, interesting. Mm-hmm. Mm, dynamic duo, if yes. you will. Uh, yes, yes, exactly. Interesting. I that's That's a level of planning that- I've you would think I would have thought of, mm-hmm. but is not a thing I would have thought of ever. That's why they invited me to join Mensa. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, can't too smart. <laughs> You'd bore me. <laughs> you all you, you all like sweet brunch. I can't do it. <laughs> Call me when you get on my love. <laughs> what does Mensa do? Like, I know it's a bunch of smart people. What yeah. does it stand for? Me, extra. <laughs> Never stupid. Ah. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Yeah. I don't think they actually, I think it's just a club. Do you think they just like sit around and like talk about facts? <laughs> like big nerds. Do you think that's what they do? I don't think there's like a, a, I don't think there's a charter to Mensa in that like they're trying to solve the world's problems. Maybe there is. It feels more like a country club for a bunch of just big dweebs. It seems like a country club for people you do not want to hang out with. Yeah. It's and like, I'm not saying you don't want to hang out with smart people, but I'm saying you don't want to hang out with smart people who, who are that smart, who are, who care about it so much that they're like, okay, I've got to join a club. Yeah. It definitely feels like someone, one person wanted to have a game night, <laughs> but everyone's too competitive for game night. <laughs> okay. So I'm on their website. Uh, it, so any Mensa is open to anyone with an IQ in the top 2% of the population. Okay. I'm on their kind of, Mensa means table in Latin. (laughs) Cool. (laughs) Uh, People join Mensa for many different reasons. For intellectual discussion on a diverse range of topics, for a lively social calendar, or to visit places or hear speakers often not available to the general public. And some join just because they can. To become a Mensen, all you have to do is demonstrate you have an IQ in the top 2%. There is no other criterion. I feel like this podcast has been enough, has it not? Yeah. (laughs) We're doing a good job of categorizing the world. Me being like, sweet food tastes like sugar. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And salty, not sweet. (laughs) I like that you've you've defined sweet by 
the ingredient, and then you define salty as the antithesis <laughs> of sweet. Okay, so most of this seems really boring, but I do need to read you this one sentence Okay, from the Mensa website. Mm-hmm. In some countries, Mensa sponsors a members-only credit card and insurance program. Mensa has its own credit card. Is Mensa a pyramid scheme? <laughs> to join Mensa, all you need to do is find seven other Mensa representatives. Yes. <laughs> what is the insurance for? I, it, Your there's brain? no other information. Is it like brain insurance? <laughs> Mensa insurance. Is it like if you get stuffed in a locker, they'll pay for the damages? <laughs> You get discounts to Alamo Rent-A-Car. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, worth it. This is really bizarre. You also get discount, uh, 15% off the regular rate at 4,000 participating comfort inns. <laughs> the top 2% of our, of our, the top two most intelligent people in our entire civilization and population of the world. All they want is to rent cars and stay at Comfort Inn. This is wild. You get a Dell's member purchase program, so you get a discount on uh, home and office systems from Dell. (laughs) You get 20% off free Spirit Publishing kids books. I thought you were going to say Spirit Airlines. Like, that's the level of, like, you... Oh, you also get a discount at National Car Rental. Oh, wow. Uh, You get a discount with Pet Insurance. This is, oh, and you get uh, free vanity email aliases, (laughs) which means you can have an email at at member.mensa.org. What would your email at member.mensa.org be? I would absolutely keep the one I had in seventh grade, which was surfguitar409. (laughs) 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 Member.mensa.org. Can you imagine a world like because you know if you have an email at at mensa.member.org, you are you're giving people that email. Yeah, right. Exactly. You're not just like gonna have it and be like, this is just for some nice space. Right, exactly. You're meeting someone in a bar and you're like, I'd love to take you out sometime. How do I get in contact? And they go, um, yeah, it's surfguitar409 at mensa.member.org. What a flex. <laughs> It's a, I can get you 15% off any Alamo rental as long as it's in the continental United States and you're looking for a four-door sedan. <laughs> Maybe she's born with it. Maybe it's Mensa. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe she's born with it. Maybe it's Mensa.member.org. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, brunch. <laughs> so back to brunch. Back to brunch. What's your ideal brunch order? Oh, snakes. Um... I guess it kind of all depends. Do you want what I like ideally in an ideal world would have but can never order for fear of shame? Now that you've set it up this way, yes, please. It's an earnest podcast. Corn, beef, hash. Really? I... Why for fear of shame? Can you that, imagine that being a girl looking at looking someone in the eye and saying, I'll take the corn beef hash? I can. I've done it. She's a she's a guy's girl. <laughs> She just like, just feels like she can. We can just <laughs> hang out. You know what I mean? And, we, but like the guy is specifically my eighty-six-year-old grandpa, <laughs> or David, maybe. <laughs> it's delicious. It's super good. Yes. Terrible for you. When you're done eating corned beef hash, a very salty treat. Yes. Your heart hurts, yeah, really and not does. in like a nostalgia. It's done sort of way, but in a way that's like. Why have you forsaken me? Yeah, right. In the way where it's like civilization, <laughs> the things we've achieved as a species have always been towards natural selection. Evolution <laughs> naturally selects out things that are not good for the species. But we, through modern science, have prolonged our lives such to the point that our heart knows that corn beef hash is delicious but should not be consumed. <laughs> my heart is screaming you... at my mouth, being like, do not order this! Yeah. <laughs> We're selecting against this. 
I um, but it that oh god, it's so good. It's so good. I with truly, an egg in there too. Are oh, you the yeah. kind of person who likes uh like the constr- I, I like hashes. This sure. is a and like skillet bowls. Sure. The like potato base, some kind of other stuff, whether it be meat or veggies, and then you crack an egg on it. Mm. Oh, I'm all about that life. I only like eggs sometimes. Okay. That's all right. No description. But I do like old man food all the time. Okay. I went to uh, Lou Mitchell's, which is a really good uh, old school diner downtown Chicago. Sure. And I I looked at the waiter in the eye and I ordered a meatloaf sandwich. And it ruled. I ordered a meatloaf sandwich and decaf coffee. <laughs> then I went back to work and while I worked, listened to my World War II history podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Was it a little chilly and you needed your cardigan as well? <laughs> Buttoned it up slowly. Where did I put it? <laughs> this, is, this is my path. <laughs> Why can't I be like normal people? I just want to know what happened with the monuments, man. What is your uh, what is your ideal brunch order? I th- I really do think that it's what I just described, like a hash situation mm-hmm. with like I like that kind of egg on top of stuff kind of thing or like a really good breakfast sandwich Mm -hmm. like a really solid breakfast sandwich the other thing for me is that we growing up jewish we didn't keep kosher but we did kind of do (laughs) like judaism food light in the house (laughs) is how i would describe it okay so cheeseburgers totally fine like we because being from massachusetts um you can buy a lobster and just like just on the sidewalk, it. yeah, yeah. The, all the lobster, the lobster, door to door lobster salesman hawking their lobster way. here. <laughs> We've got some lobster here. Please let me just come in and demonstrate our new lobsters for yeah. you. <laughs> They're straight off the coast from here. <laughs> it's a perfect Down East Maine accent. Mine, mine. Oh, okay, <laughs> <laughs> but you're very close. Thank you. Um, so, like, you're not supposed. To, so, for people who don't know kosher rules, um. There's kosher a co- rules. A kosher rules. Time for our new segment. Kosher, kosher rules. rules. <laughs> it's my kids' show. Um, the basic kosher rules are basically like um, no milk and meat in the same meal. Huh? So cheeseburger is out because milk in the cheese burger has meat. Okay. Um, uh, no shellfish. Mm-hmm. So lobster, scallops, all that kind of stuff. Um, crab. Um, also no meat from animals with cloven hooves. So like that be, that sounds so disgusting. I don't want to eat that anyway. Goat, pig, things like that. So gross meats anyway. And then, uh, there's other stuff like you technically shouldn't have any meat you have needs to be like kosher meat where a rabbi like blesses it. And it's all about like pain free killing of the animal to be able to, to, um, to eat it. Anyway, the point of this is that like, um, we didn't really keep it that, but we didn't bring pork into the house. Mm-hmm. Um, growing up, it was just kind of like a thing um, until we, uh, it started to change a little bit later. But like we really didn't. So lots of breakfast food, at least in Western culture and English culture, center around pork based products. Mm-hmm. So and like, I don't eat pork either. So, yeah. So like bacon but for different reason. What's your reason? My mom's friend had a pet pig named Tallulah growing up. And, and my cat's named after the pig. <laughs> <laughs> really? Yes. But but I've like never been into pork because it's like I've been too close to the store. <laughs> you were friends with the pig? <laughs> Some pig. <laughs> <laughs> it was, it is, it, not to get off this anecdote, but um, for a little while in the early 90s in Anchorage, for a reason that cannot be explained, uh, miniature potbelly pigs were a hip pet. Sure. To walk it around on a little leash in, in oh, the yeah. uh, tundra. And uh, <laughs> my mom's friends ordered uh, from the lower 48 what they thought was a miniature potbelly pig. But they were scammed. And it was just a hog. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if it was a hog, but it was like a, it was just like a pig. <laughs> sure. But they loved it. Uh, and so they just had a pig walking around. <laughs> I love the idea. Named Tallulah. I love the idea of everyone with their miniature pigs and the camera pans right to like, <laughs> oh, I love my tiny teacup pig. <laughs> my tiny little Simon. <laughs> like, and then it turns just like, I'm Tallulah. <laughs> anyway, get get back into it. Anyway, yours. so like the forbidden fruit for me 
is all of these breakfast foods that have like pork belly mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Or like, I'm not, I got kind of OD'd on bacon. You know, when like you're, you go away from home for the first time yeah. and there's no rules just right. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah. you go, for me, it was college. You go and you're like, oh my God, I can have sugary cereal oh, every yeah. single day. I can have bacon. I can have all these things that we never had at the house. And then you have too much of it and you're like, oh, I see why my parents didn't bring this into the house. And we also both uh, entered our young adulthood in a time when bacon was too popular. Yeah, like the food People, network- like, define themselves as like, I actually really like bacon. Yeah, right. It's weird. It's weird. Bacon was in sweet stuff. Bacon does not belong in sweet stuff. I know this is the sweet and salty episode, but don't make me a bacon cookie. Mm, that interesting. Gross. Yeah, so I feel somewhat similarly in terms of like, I had a bacon donut once and I was like, this was interesting for one bite. Yeah. But now I have to have the rest of this donut and I paid cold hard American cash for this. <laughs> I mean, we, we live in the time of like bacon festivals and like bacon t-shirts and I've seen bacon dental floss. Oh God. I mean, it's for sure a novelty gift, but still the idea is there. Yeah, God. It, well, cause it was like, there was a period there where on the food network or wherever on the, every single competition show, show mm-hmm. like your top chef, your chopped, your iron chef. Mm-hmm. If you put bacon in something, you won. Yeah. It was like a market inefficiency yeah. in the way where like sports, when something like that <laughs> happens, they're like, uh, we're going to change this rule next year. <laughs> but they didn't. They were like, no, let's ride the bacon wave. Bacon. <laughs> bacon. Uh, but Josh, I think we would be remiss if we didn't mention that we just went to brunch. We did just go to brunch. With your parents. We did go to brunch with my parents and we got yelled at for being too loud. It was a very <laughs> weird moment in my life. And it wasn't your parents who yelled at us. No, it wasn't. It was a stranger. A stranger. A stranger approached us, a table of adults. Yes. And said, I need you to be quiet. Yeah. <laughs> Can you imagine? It was, yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, so... For a moment to play devil's advocate in their defense. Mm -hmm. No. We had been, we were the first ones in that room. Mm -hmm. We had a delicious brunch with my parents and Paula um, and my friend Jared. And we were hanging out and we just, we'd finished most of our meals. We were feeling good, having great conversation. And we were talking about uh, the movie Cats just a bit and getting incensed by it. So I understand that to some extent, like we looked like people who were having fun. And they were jealous. And they were jealous. But like, yeah, they. And well, and I really, really, really would put money that it was either a first date or the morning after a first date. Right. They were looking at each other in the way of two people who suddenly realize they have nothing in common. Right. Exactly. Exactly. They just. Yeah. Yeah. But you know how people sometimes just look boring? Yes. <laughs> and I don't know what it. Yes. is about it but it's like they just look boring yes and no one who listens to this podcast does no no but never. you i mean it, it, close your eyes open your eyes you just pictured somebody who looked boring right exactly it's like that line of you know you might you get a what you think is a cool trendy haircut yeah. that like Ooh, redefines you uh, they but- were look like people who Thought they looked interesting. Right, exactly. Yes. They thought they looked interesting, but they actually just like had yes. the like common America look. It was like the same. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. People who tell the one story about the time they got really drunk. Right. A lot. Yeah, yeah. It was like, well, there was that one time in college. Yeah. And, and it was like, that we one don't time. care. Yeah. yeah. And not that you have to drink to be cool, but like it was just like the the repetition the repetition yeah. of the story. It's like yeah. Yeah, it was it was mm-hmm. and I was incredibly uncomfortable <laughs> during the entire next oh, sequence. Oh yeah. Josh snapped. <laughs> you you were so uncomfortable because truly it was your nightmare. Yeah. Like that really is was. your nightmare. Yeah, my nightmare is making anyone else upset with me even if it's 100% not my fault. Yes. Yes. I really think you saw us become our true selves because you immediately felt uncomfortable and I immediately felt the need to keep talking at the same level. <laughs> Sweet and salty. I was like I was like I appreciate that. I appreciate Thank you for your, your feedback. Opinion, but um I have more to this story. <laughs> if anything you're lucky to be in the room. Yeah. <laughs> I guess yeah. I'm um, sweet, you're salty. <laughs> unfortunately true. But we had a very nice brunch. Yes, we did. So you know what gets a bum rep? What? Artificial sweeteners. 
Go on. Look, everyone says, oh, they cause cancer. Oh, they're terrible for you. But I love them. (laughs) (laughs) So let me parse this for a minute. Sure. So just because it flies in the face of science, (laughs) there's, there's lots of research. But again, evolution never should have created this thing. But you like it, so it's fine. Okay, I will also say evolution didn't create saccharin. <laughs> <laughs> like it wasn't like this like appeared one day. Yeah, no, I know, I know. It was a, it was evolved in a lab. <laughs> yeah, sure, sure. By a lot of scientists I mean, I, sticking their middle finger up to Mother Nature. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. That's what I mean. It's sure. the, yeah. Um, I love it. Okay. I love it. I, um, I, so I, every so often I'll go, I cannot drink Diet Coke anymore. Sure. I'm going to be water girl. Okay. For me, water is Diet Coke. Paula, water girl skags. Thank you. And then I Real Mahalo vibes. Real Mahalo vibes. And then I'll get like, I'll carry around, uh, you've seen it, my giant jug, my big Bubba, the big silver cup. Yep. So I'll carry that around for a little bit, and then I'll go, I need something a little bubbly. So then within two days or so, I'll go into a LaCroix. Sure. And then uh, like like a child who has been deprived of toys their whole life, released into FAO Schwartz, I will drink a full 12-pack of LaCroix in the span of 24 hours. Oh, my God. And then I'll go, well... I've been so good. I deserve a little Diet Coke as a treat. Yeah. <laughs> then I go to the like uh, hot dog stand on the corner by where I live. Sure. And I will get uh, their extra large cup, which is the size of, uh, you know, like when you can buy a can of oil. Yes. <laughs> it's about that size. Uh-huh. And then I'm back on the Diet Coke train. <laughs> okay, good. Absolutely good. love doesn't it. doesn't sound like an addiction at all. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't it doesn't sound up. like you understand the steps to that addiction. And it definitely sounds like you're taking steps to break it. <laughs> This is, these are the these are the artificial sweeteners in Diet Coke. You tell me. I'm going to read you the artificial sweeteners, and then you tell me which one you would be most likely to name a baby. Okay. Aspartame, cyclamate, saccharin, acylfame K, or sucralose. What was the f- fourth one? This one with the K at the end of it. Uh, acylfame K. I like that one a lot. The other ones all sound like Star Wars characters. Yeah. <laughs> like they're all... Oh, little baby Ace Wolf MK. Yeah. <laughs> we call him Ace K. <laughs> uh, did you grow up in a soda house? Not at all. Oh. We really did not drink soda. We didn't do sugary cereals. We didn't do soda. We didn't oh. do... So um, for me, having a soda was a little treat. <laughs> like I'd go out to... Josh, can I have a little uh, soda as a treat? treat. <laughs> if I'm really thinking about it, it was kind of like my parents bundled all the unhealthy treat stuff together. So it was like I could get a soda if we were also getting fast food. So like they're, <laughs> they're like if we're gonna sugar him up, <laughs> yeah, yeah. we are really gonna sugar him yeah, up. Yeah, like literally. Yeah, it was it was a it was like that. So we've talked about sweet. Mm-hmm. Paula, what are the best ways to get salty? The best ways to get salty. Or what are you most salty about? What am I most salty about? Ooh, what a good question. Like when I picture getting salty, it's like something that you're just like, if you had fur, it would just go up. Oh, interesting. You know, like where you're like, no. Uh, You know, one time a celebrity-ish, a kind of famous person made fun of me for my tote bag. Really? Mm -hmm. And I'm not going to say who out of respect to this famous person. Uh, but they insulted my tote bag. Is this your bejeweled one? No, it's a, it was just a regular tote bag. Okay. It was a regular tote bag and it did, it was for like the Seth Meyers show. Like okay. the late night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I like had a bunch of pins. I don't, I got into like a thing this summer. Where I was like, I'm actually like a kind of a hipster who carries like neutral colored tote bags. But sure. the problem with doing that is they wear out really fast. Yeah, sure. So this was my like backup tote bag. And I was, uh, in a group of people and this famous ish. well-known person was there and everything was perfectly fine and then I stand up and this person goes (laughs) okay nice tote bag and I was like 
okay. And they go, <laughs> are you a big fan? Can you imagine? Whoa. And then, Was this person Seth Meyers? This person. Can you imagine? <laughs> uh, and then now whenever I see this person or see this person reference or something, I get that little fur on the back of my mm-hmm. back. Where it's like, it's like everything else was perfectly nice. And like, but that person going, oh, nice tote bag. I will hold a grudge until the day I die. And that's really what being salty is about. Is yes. holding a grudge. Holding a grudge. Whether it's against some known slight Mm -hmm. or just perceived slight yes and that was a known slight though yeah for sure what do you hold a grudge about um so i guess this kind of falls into pet peeves a little bit Mm -hmm. i get like real salty about when people don't understand that the sidewalk is like the road Mm. and there's lanes in the sidewalk yeah and if you're going slow you go to the right if you need to take a call or you're or you need to check check your phone, you pull off the sidewalk. Sure. And if you're going fast, you go on the left. Sure. And people don't friggin' understand it. Mm. And it makes me angry. And every t- I'm so glad I don't have to work in the loop anymore. Because in the loop, everyone's like, wow, look at these buildings. I've never seen buildings this tall before. Yeah. And it just makes me very angry. Yeah. And salty. It's going to be okay, buddy. Is it? I promise. Or- Really? Yeah. You're going to get through it. <laughs> well, so I think the question then is, if you're salty about something, what you going to do about it? I mean, it? you got to get revenge. Right? Right. At a certain point, you have to get revenge. Revenge is a, a dish best served salty. Yeah. That's what, that's the famous phrase. That's the famous phrase. Uh, so let's, what's revenge? What is like a good form of revenge? Mm. The best you've ever witnessed yeah so i'm not gonna say done because i can't imagine you or i have ever successfully gotten revenge yeah no or we've gotten revenge in the same way that like this is maybe a dated reference but i just saw amelie for the first time this i've past never weekend. seen amelie amelie's all about like you mean amelia <laughs> quirky, amelia bedelia quirky french girl tries to like Pull the strings of all of her friends without having to socially interact with people. Oh, God. Did a thousand girls get bangs after seeing it? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> Says a girl who, after 500 days of summer, exclusively had bangs and tights and ballet flats for years. Yeah, right. Well, it's that, it's that like, yeah, the manic pixie germ girl yes. kind of like, I can get my way and everything can happen if I don't have to interact with anyone. Yes. Just like, not like other girls. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think revenge is best. Mm-hmm. When <laughs> it is unexpected. Mm-hmm. Years in the making. It is. Well, so I don't. <laughs> there's a certain amount you of like. upheave your life. Yeah, there's a certain amount of like boiling the ocean on the whole thing that you're like. I think the. I think it's best when it's like. It's clever mm-hmm. and it's concise and yeah. it's devastating. And most importantly. Life ruining. Well, the person. <laughs> Who you're getting revenge Both. upon? Yeah, knows that it is revenge, <laughs> and that's the part that is sometimes missed out that's on. That's the part I think you and I wouldn't do a good job. Right? On. It's like I totally got them, and they were like, "There was gum on my shoe." One day. Yeah, <laughs> like, we, like we go into Starbucks and we have to make sure it's not a hot drink they get. Yeah, but like a cold drink, we loosen the lid a little. <laughs> right? Or it's like you said you wanted oat milk. I gave you. Almond. Soy milk. <laughs> Soy. I don't want you to um, have gastrointestinal distress. But <laughs> so let's plan. Okay, let's plan revenge for our two things we don't like. Yeah, sure. So how are we going to get revenge for people on the sidewalk? Ice. Ice. That could hurt someone. <laughs> That's dangerous. But also, my first thought was <laughs> shove them over a bridge. <laughs> I've been watching too much Forensic Files. Your prints would not be on them. Um, how could you get revenge? I, I think let's get revenge on your person. I think oh, it's yeah. a lot easier because the getting revenge on all the people on the sidewalk kind of means waging war against humanity right. and civilization, which, you know, right. I could do, but I, you know, there's only so many hours in the day. You know, instead, I think your the best revenge would be uh, like petitioning uh, at City Hall, running for local office, really making a lot of calls until there's moving sidewalks everywhere. So we're at a base level. Oh, movie sidewalks are even worse because no. no one knows how to use those. <laughs> but at least you're all in it together. Yeah. God. All right. How are we, how are we going to get a, a revenge on beep? So I think we do a deep dive search mm-hmm. on all of their interests. Yeah. And every time mm-hmm. they post anywhere. Yes. You're right. 
Oh, wow. Big fan, huh? (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Well, it's 2020. 2020, get even. (laughs) (laughs) Next time, next time that they release something to the public, I write a middling review. (laughs) That's fair. Fair. And if I like it, I'm going to have to be honest about that. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Because we're not going to tear each other down in this industry. (laughs) (laughs) It's hard enough out here. (laughs) Paula. What? So good cop, bad cop. Mm. Do you think you could ever be bad cop? I don't think I could be bad cop. I don't think we have it in us. I think we would both be uh, overly eager, willing to please cop. Yeah. (laughs) We're interrogating them being like, did you do it? Do you want a candy bar? <laughs> I'm going to let you go. I think I think you have stuff this afternoon. I don't want to. Am I annoying you right now? Am I annoying? Josh, are they mad at me? Josh, are they mad at me? Josh, are you mad at me? <laughs> I think for me, if I played bad cop, what would happen is I'd go in there with a bunch of energy. Yeah. And they'd say one thing back that yeah. I wasn't expecting and the whole facade would crumble. I'd be like, be like, all right, buddy. Yeah. Playtime's over. And they'd be like, great, I've got my toys. And I'd immediately do a 180, leave the room and come and be like, Polly, he said that was really mean what he said to me. Yeah. <laughs> I, wasn't, yeah. I wasn't expecting it. What do I say now? Josh, you, uh, you hate when somebody's at all mad at you. Oh, yeah, for sure. So you would be destroyed. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so what, and I think I'd get bored. Yeah, sure. <laughs> Which is the most dangerous kind of bad cop is what I'd actually argue is that here I have to be good cop and you're bad cop. Yeah. Because at a certain point, you'd get bored and yeah. be like, I'm going to play my game now. And that's where you're a loose cannon. <laughs> <laughs> is that how this dynamic is? You're a good cop and I'm a loose cannon cop. Yeah, right. Kind of like... You, you get the results, but your badge has almost been revoked a number of times. <laughs> Not because you're, like, willing to kill on command, but because you're like, you know what? No, I'm just going to... Why don't we just stop in for brunch? But by doing that, someone you've somehow set off a chain of events <laughs> that is then dangerous and gets the job done. And we'd have to dress like it. So you would have to be like in a really like well-fitting, like sharp suit. Uh, and then I have like the loose tie on. <laughs> yeah, <I'm> like, <laughs> Spills down my shirt. I keep going, well, my wife just left me. <laughs> we have to go to my house for something covered in garbage. <laughs> no. Well, I mean, Lyndon and Skaggs is not a bad name for a like a TNT <laughs> short run series about two cops. In the Midwest, like trying to do small town cops. Do small town cops, yeah. You're like, you're like I don't play. Suddenly, by- a murder happens, and so the commish is like, "You gotta play by the rules." And you're like, "I don't believe in rules." And then <laughs> we flip over the board of Monopoly. Yeah, right, <laughs> uh, yeah. So good cop, loose cannon cop. Yeah. Or I would be good cop, and you would be like overly polite cop. Or I think we could also be. I would be, you would be indirect cop and I'm direct cop. <laughs> we're like, we're talking about something. We're like, okay, you ready to go? You ready? All right, we're going to do this. We're going to go in there, get in there, get out. And then you come in and be like, hey, so. <laughs> don't be mad. Yeah, don't be mad. But <laughs> and then I say something very direct mm-hmm. and then they say something you mean and I have to go back to you. You, you crumble. <laughs> crumble again. You crumble. And then I would get mad at them for that. Yeah. And so that's why the dynamic works. Yeah. Sweet and salty. <laughs> Never solve a crime. <laughs> <laughs> but to be fair, procedurals aren't about solving the crimes. <laughs> They're about the journey that we took to solve the crime. <laughs> Maybe the crime was inside us this whole time. <laughs> and that's how we get revenge on tote bag. That's what it is. Every single time I'm like, tote bag killed him. They're like, she was not there. <laughs> <laughs> so it's a she. <laughs> All right, so Paula, I have some important, hard-hitting journalism that I want to share with you. Chomp, chomp. So I Googled the term sweet and salty. That's how we do research for this show. <laughs> Spoiler alert, if it's not on the first page of Google results, you we ain't, ain't going to talk it. about it, honey. Build a bridge and get over it. <laughs> so um, I found this tasty little article mm-hmm. called 25 Sweet and Salty Combinations That Make Us Believe in Love Again. <laughs> <laughs> That is so overdramatic. <laughs> 25 sweet and salty combinations that will make your parents respect you. 
That is so unhinged. <laughs> Imagine having a sweet and salty combination. So, for example. Well, the picture is a pretzel with chocolate on yeah, it. Yeah, right. Exactly. Can you imagine taking a bite of that and being like. <gasps> oh, my God. What? Download Tinder. <laughs> yeah. Oh my I'm God. ready to give this another shot, Charlotte. <laughs> <laughs> Being like, my my heart grew three sizes today. I, maybe I was the Grinch. <laughs> have you ever heard, side note, have you ever heard of engagement chicken? No, what is engagement chicken? So engagement chicken is a recipe, I think, published by Oh, Glamour. I have heard about this, but keep, but keep telling me it's about this. It's a recipe either by Glamour or Cosmo that um, it went around their office and the thing was a woman would make it when she wanted someone to propose to her. Rich, do not ask me my feelings about that. Uh, but she would make that when she wanted somebody to propose to her. And then uh, within a week, they always would. Okay. So like this happened and then they published it and every so often they will republish it because people still make engagement chicken. And it's a nice roasted chicken. Sure. And also if you're that desperate to get married, then maybe you're not getting married for the right reasons, but whatever. <laughs> Uh, isn't I, that wild? Yeah, I would posit that maybe. So it feels like I know that this is stereotypical, but like sometimes like men don't see the obvious signs yeah. or whatever. But if my long term partner mm -hmm. were to roast me a chicken and be like, hey, Josh, thwack on the table. Stare me dead in the eyes. This is called engagement well, chicken. I don't think that's what you do with it. But this yes. is called engagement chicken, Josh. I want to start doing it to There's people. There's one ingredient missing, and oh, it's right. on my finger. Uh, uh, or not on my finger, I should say. I'm going to start making it for people I don't know very well. And see, just see what happens. See, I had thought that maybe what you could do is combine engagement chicken with like the 50 questions to fall in love. Thing those are from, fun. Have you ever done those with somebody? I have not. Oh, I've done them. They're very fun. And it's like together. You know what I mean? It feels like, you know, bing, bang, boom. You just like go from meeting each other to getting engaged in one date. It's yes. all about efficiency. 2020 is all about efficiency. All baby. about efficiency. Anyway, if you want to fall in love again, <laughs> uh, may I suggest to you caramel che and cheese popcorn? Make you believe in love again. <laughs> so believe in love again. <laughs> and as somebody who loves caramel, do you say caramel? I say caramel. Caramel. See, it depends on the situation. I'd say like car caramel corn. I only have 12 hours left in this day. I don't have time. <laughs> <laughs> so like I'd say salted caramel. Yeah. But I say caramel if it's like just the thing. Oh. Like if you were to have like a caramel candy. I didn't realize how wrong you are about stuff. <laughs> All right. Well, Paula, what about fries and chocolate milkshake? Bam, I believe in love. I believe you... in a thing called love. Well, can we play? Can we play? I'm going to list one of these and then you tell me what it would what it would make you Wait, do existentially. No, Paula, Paula, I okay. have to before you do this, before we do this, can I just talk about the laziness of this writing that number 23 is sweet and salty cupcakes. <laughs> I can only assume that the rest of this list is just sweet, sweet and, and salty egg. <laughs> sweet and salty chicken. <laughs> um, okay. okay, yes. So, I'm going to list so, you and then you tell me what it makes you believe in. Okay. Okay? Go, cool. Now, it doesn't have to be in love, but it has to be what uh, what hard to describe emotion or feeling does yeah, it, sure, is it tied to sure, you? Sure, sure, sure. This is a segment. All right. Bacon and syrup. Empathy. <laughs> okay, now you give me one. Okay. Pineapple wrapped in bacon. Is that a thing? It is a thing. It's number 20 on this list. That, uh, do you know what that does? What? That actually makes you spend a few minutes just reminiscing on the pet you grew up with and how much you miss it and what it brought to your life. Sure, 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 sure. Can I, I know it's out of order. <laughs> it makes, but I, can you, I, makes you mourn your dead pets. Oh, no. <laughs> and, and be happy for the time you had together. Yes. Um, Paula. I just, this list is unhinged. This list is unhinged. And also there's, there's 25. That feels like 12 too many. Donut burger. <laughs> Ooh, what would donut burger make you feel? Indigestion. <laughs> <laughs> no, but donut burger is like, donut burger. It makes you feel ennui. <laughs> <laughs> donut burger makes you look out. Look out nostalgically out a window. Yeah. <laughs> While that song from Home Alone plays. Yeah, sure. I think that's going to do it for us. That's going to do it for us. Thank you for spending another week with us. Um, and that's how long this episode's going to be. <laughs> yeah, an entire week. 
Yeah, thank you for being loopy with us. Um, and thank you for everybody that came out to the live show yesterday. Yes. Every- I'm saying yesterday. It hasn't happened yet, but yesterday when this comes out. Yeah, definitely. And now it's time for our signature weekly segment. Earnest moment of the week. Imatwa. Imatwa. I have an Imatwa from our very good friend and listener, Stephanie. Hi, Stephanie. So, Steph says, Before I arrived for our late family Christmas, my mom asked my stepdad to make handles in this moving box. That way, I could put all my gifts in it and carry it easily. It's small, but so delightful. This is the only way I want my heart to hurt. Aww. Oh, that's so sweet. Those like little acts of like such pure love. Yeah. And she sent a picture here where like he literally cut outsides of a Lowe's moving box, like little handle areas. That's very precious. Mm. That is very sweet. The only two ways for your heart to hurt are for this wonderful kind of gifts of small love and affection and corned beef hash. Corned beef hash, <laughs> honey. Uh, of course, we want to give a huge thank you to our friend Ryan Cruz, who designed our beautiful logo. You can follow her stuff on Instagram at, at @rbcruiser, and our good friend Dylan Dutch for designing our wonderful theme song. He is at Twitter at, at Dylan Dutch, D O E T C H. He uh, is his birthday soon. Yeah, happy birthday, Dylan! Happy birthday, Dylan! Thank him by. Uh following him and having him design a song for you yeah exactly speaking of following things hey we're at being earnest pod on all the major channels all of them follow us follow us we're also being earnest pod at gmail.com if you want to send in imatwas if you want to send in topic ideas yeah. if you want to send in weird family histories for our family tree segment oh, yeah anything you want to send us we will love it and talk about it yes because we love you and want to talk about you and until next week, you can also always reach out to us at beingearnestpod420 at members.mensa.org. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, everybody. Have a good week. <laughs> <laughs>